Have you heard about Anchor, the most easiest way for you to make a podcast? Let me explain. It is free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's literally everything that you need for your podcast in one place. And did I mention that it's free? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And today I have two of my amazing friends joining me on this episode. Hey, 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 what's up? I'm Sky. And this is Cynthia. So today's discussion is focused on mommy issues. What are mommy issues? What are the signs? Here are a list of symptoms that really jumped out to me. So there are trust issues or, or difficulty showing vulnerability, a strong need for affection and approval, difficulty showing affection or rapid shifts between the two, narcissistic or emotionally withdrawn mother, you define yourself more through other people's reflections of you versus your own, not many female friends, resenting men, difficulty establishing an emotional bond, unable to establish healthy boundaries, a need for constant validation, jealousy, poor communication, and negative self-esteem. So how has your mother shaped who and how you date? Okay, so growing up, me and my mom, um, we had poor communication, and that has caused me to have poor communication skills with um, in my relationship or friendships. Um, and also another way would be that my mother was always hard on me, and that has made me create high standards for everyone in my life, including in my relationships. And also, um, I have realized that I'm not a very forgiving person. Ooh, okay. Skylar, how about you? I'm a person that, especially when it comes to relationships, because many times I haven't forgiven my mom for mm-hmm. some of the things that she has done. So with my ex, she did one thing, and she told me that I made her seem like she was walking on eggshells because... I was so cutthroat with how I wanted her to act. And it's because if she made one mistake, I saw it as her mm-hmm. going against me. So I didn't even want to deal with it anymore. I was like, all right, cool. You made a mistake. I told you how I wanted it to be. Get out of the way. Okay. And do you feel that you need your mom's approval for your relationships? Like, do you think that she needs to validate the people that you're friends with or the people that you date? I was younger because um, I would try to kind of impress her with anything I would do whether Mm -hmm. it be like having a good friend or having a good partner but I think that now growing up and I feel like I don't need her approval anymore so it's different now than before yeah likewise when I was younger I wanted my mom to you know approve of the chicks that you know I would bring home or I want her to introduce to but now that I'm older I'm the one that's going to make that executive decision at the end of the mm-hmm. day. So, Cynthia, so you do think that you behave like your mom in some way, shape, or form with regards to your relationship. I know you mentioned having poor communication and setting high standards for yourself and others, and you're not as forgiving. So is that still something that's prevalent now in your friendships and your relationships? So I've been trying to work on my forgiveness, which um, has caused me to work on having patience. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they go hand in hand. I think that I struggle with opening up about my feelings and talking about my emotions. Something was bothering me. Um, I would try to make it seem like everything's okay and there's nothing bothering me and there's nothing getting to me. At the other end, I'm overthinking at night. <laughs> I'm an overthinker. Gala, do you think that you find um, that you unconsciously or consciously date women who may embody the qualities or characteristics that your mother has? 
Do you see your mom and the women that you date? In the past that we had some characteristics of my mom, I had to check myself a few times because mm-hmm. I was projecting feelings I had from my mom onto them. Portray those characteristics that my mom had. I was dating my mom, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, in the past. Until I had to recognize those characteristics within her so I can avoid them, you know, in the woman that I'm dating in the future. Oh, okay. I love that you're both are very aware um, of what's going on and you're actively um, making the choice to fix that. So I love that for both of you. When did you first notice you had mommy issues and do any of the symptoms that I mentioned above apply to you? I guess the first time I recognized I had, you know, mommy issues and mother issues is when I couldn't open up, when I couldn't mm-hmm. really express how I felt or felt afraid to be vulnerable. I don't like being vulnerable. I don't like taking my mask off. I don't like breaking my shell for anyone. And I recognize that that came from me and my mom not having an emotional bond. You know, my mom was there, but she wasn't there. Mm -hmm. So in a way, in relationships, that's kind of how I am. I'm there, I'm present. Mm -hmm. You can feel my presence. I'm very aloof. And that's because Mm -hmm. I just don't know how to, uh, I guess, uh, transmit those emotions into the uh, other person. I treat others the way my mom has treated me before in the past. I was like a eye-opener. Mm-hmm. We set very high standards, like I mentioned previously. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my new relationship, I was not in control, and I like to be in control um, of everything going on in my life and my new relationship. Any of the symptoms that I've mentioned apply to you? Uh, symptoms you mentioned does apply to me. I have many female friends. Growing Ooh. up, I've always had male friends, always. I also need inv- validation. Um, that's one thing as well. Our mothers are the first people that we come into contact with. What are some things that you have been programmed to do or that you believe in as a result of your mother's actions? Well, one thing that I was programmed with uh, when I was younger was not taking accountability. My mom, you know, she's not the type of person to take accountability or to always relax. Whenever I want to do something, she's like, no, honey, relax. It's okay. Take a break. Relax, relax. You don't got to do all that. But no, you know, I realized that my mom, she doesn't have a lot of get up and go. Mm. And she doesn't have a lot of um, spunk to go and get what she wants. So growing up, I was just told, you know, just go kick back, relax, you know, kind of let life pass you by go with the flow, not really take accountability or responsibility on the things that I've done, but as I've gotten older, I realized that if I want something, I have to go after it and mm-hmm. to take accountability because at the end of the day, it's it's me that has to go through these life choices that I make. I can't blame someone else. Actually, the opposite of what you just said about how your mom is because my mom is someone who has always been like a go-getter and someone who is always just like on the move. And so because of that, that's how I try to be. And I feel like trying to relax and trying to take a moment to myself is just so hard. Because then I find myself being like, damn, Tini you're not doing any work. You're being too lazy. You need to go and get going. Is that the same for you, Cynthia? Yes, 100%. (laughs) And it's so frustrating. I like beat myself up because I'm like, I'm not being productive. Like, what is going on? Give me a breakdown of your relationship with your mother as a child versus as an adult. Has it gotten better? Has it gotten worse? Or do you think it's kind of like neutral? When I was a kid, I was unaware of the toxic behavior that my mom had. 
I had no idea that it existed. I just thought, hey, this is my mom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She's taking care of me. But she wasn't present, although she was in the home. And after my grandmother died, mm-hmm. I felt like my mom died. So I'm like, oh, wait, hold up. Let me take a moment and I actually start reflecting on the things that my mom has done. And I recognize that she hasn't really done too much. So I had a conversation with her um, about, you know, growing up and the things that she has done for me or hasn't done for me. She felt as though I was coming for her, but I was just confronting her based on the past experiences. So now I've learned to separate myself from her tomfoolery and realize mm-hmm. that, you know, it's, it's, it's okay not to have 100% close relationship with my mom. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to have closure based not worse but it's very neutral, you know. Nothing's going to change now that, you know, the cat gets out of the bag. I truly believe my mother and I were never really close. Um, I think we've definitely had up, up and downs. As a child, I just think that she was so hard on me. Um, and I would try to the best I can and accomplish so many things. And I still felt like it wasn't enough for her. Mm-hmm. Um, now, growing up, I've learned to be enough for myself. Um, and also, growing up, Obviously, um, I've encountered things more as a young adult. And right now is that sometimes I'm scared to tell her things even now. And I'm like mm-hmm. 23 years old. So at this point, I should be able to open up myself about anything. And one of the reasons why I kind of seek guidance um, somewhere else, um, just like my aunt. I see my aunt as my mother more mm-hmm. than my mother as my mom. So I would say that we're, I mean, it's not. We don't have an awful relationship now. It's kind of mm-hmm. neutral. But I think that, um, I don't know, the bond isn't there. And I wish it was. I, I've been trying to work on it um, slowly. Maybe later on in life, it can get better. Okay. I like that you mentioned seeking guidance elsewhere, especially from an auntie, because my auntie is my go-to. I just like the aunts are a little bit more laid back. So I like that you mentioned that. Yes. Um, so you both do have siblings. Do you think the treatment from your mother varies between you and your sibling? Yeah, definitely. Because I have two sisters. So I watched my mom multiple times show my sisters more affection mm-hmm. than she did or she does me. And I'm going to keep it a buck because I'm a reminder of my father. You know, every Ooh. time my mom looks at me, you know, she thinks of my father, you oh, know, man. so... I, I know that she is projecting and I know that she's still hurt from it. And I know mm-hmm. I'm her first child from my father and it's all good. Like, you know, I'm not hurt by it, but mm-hmm. I just wish that she recognizes what she's doing. So yeah, you know, she definitely treats my sister with more, you know, compassion and affection. For me, I know that she obviously cares about all of us. Um, she tries to provide whatever she can for all of us, especially when I was younger. Um, but I do believe that she shows more affection um to my other siblings than me um and i think it has to do with being the first child uh she her again her standards were higher than what they are for my um other siblings and it's funny because i can i don't know i can do whatever and accomplish anything and for her it would be um she doesn't see it as that but my brother he can do something small and she's showing him more um, validation and appreciation of whatever he's doing. Why do you think that daddy issues is more widely discussed than mommy issues? Because I feel like mommy issues are way more common than you would think. Daddy issues is more uh, spoken about. Why mommy issues is more taboo is Mm -hmm. because 
in in majority of our communities, right? We always place the blame on the father, place the negativity on the father. One thing that I noticed was when we constantly blame the father, when we make him the scapegoat, then you know we put the the the, the mom on a pedestal. Uh-huh. You know, we don't want to disrespect the mom. You know what I'm saying? I'll be ready to fight someone if they disrespect my mom. Uh-huh. But at the end of the day, I, I think it really comes down to to where or how we view dads in the community or just how we also view um, masculinity. You know, if think about any TV show, think about any TV show you can think of. Right. Um, Family Guy, The Simpsons, Bob's Burgers, you know, those are cartoons. Modern Family, they always had the dad being portrayed as this goofy character. Um, they always had this dad portrayed as this um, subservient individual that has um, no purpose, not focus. You know, uh, he, he's the butt of every joke. But mm-hmm. the mom is seen as strong and she's seen as the leader of the family. So I think that translate that translates literally to the mommy issues and the daddy issues because the dad is always foolish. You know, he's foolish. So the mom can't make any mistakes, but one thing that I also realized was, you know, mommy issues can increase future daddy issues because, you know, there, there's a lot of single parents out there, you know, a lot of single parent mothers and her projecting how she feels about her, uh, you know, baby's father onto her sons or mm-hmm. onto her daughters or say sons, her sons actually, you know, cause that cycle to be repeated you know that i can get so in depth with this but yeah that's that's what really you know comes down to you know the um how we view fathers and like you know this masculinity in the community it's it's not taken seriously that's something that needs to be taken you know more seriously so yeah that cycle does need to be ended how about she said there what do you think i believe that mommy issues our community sees it as a more sensitive topic mm-hmm. Um, just because, again, I agree with Skylar, um, daddy issues are more, um, it's more popular, it's a more popular term. And everyone just sees the male in the relationship either being abusive or leaving, but never the mom. And then I also think that it could be daddy issues for them, but they don't realize that mommy issues do exist. Yes. So they aren't aware, and there's other issues that you may have, but they put everything and classify everything under daddy issues. Yes, yes, yes. Especially because moms are kind of seen as this nurturer, yes. this caregiver, this motherly. So I can see that too. Cynthia, do you feel that your mom has looked at you as competition and not a daughter growing up? I would say not a competition, but more like comparing herself to me. Got you. Um, so my life and her life are obviously very different. When she was 21, you know, she had me. So at my age, she had more responsibilities than I do. Mm -hmm. Um, so at times I feel like she wants me to feel how she felt at her age. Mm -hmm. Um, and she wants me to take on that responsibility she, she had to, um, go through. Uh, and I think that's one of the reasons why we also, um, Our relationship isn't very good at this moment because she wants me to be the older sibling, but also be a mom figure to my siblings. At times, I love and enjoy being an older sister, but at times it's more like like there's no boundaries. Oh, okay. And I think we talked about this before, but I wrote the question down. Do you want to be a mom one day? 
Okay, so I'm I'm not a mother right now, and as of right now, no, I don't see myself as a mother. I'm not sure what it is. Um, I was actually thinking about it a few days ago, and also because like a lot of my friends now are pregnant, and I'm just like, wow, like it's crazy. Same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking about this the other day because I've always said that I don't see myself as a mother, but then I started to kind of overthink about it and I'm like why why don't I see myself as a mother and I think it's because I'm scared of ever being the same thing to someone else so for my little sister sometimes I'm like okay like I kind of value I think I would be too hard on myself as a mother because as a sister I'm like if I'm able to provide that emotional support that my my mother wasn't able to provide for me Mm. that's valid Cynthia wow I that completely understand that okay and for Skylar what are the qualities that you would be looking for in a woman or a wife to your uh to mother your future child or your future children all right so one uh very compassionate you know very compassionate compassion is something that I do seek out you know my shawty now you feel me my old lady mm. you know she's very compassionate to be very trusting like just know that what I'm going to say, uh, like if we're in a relationship and, you know, we have kids, what I say is going to be going to be best for us. Like, for example, if I'm married, I have kids and I tell my wife one day, look, if I ever come in the house and I say, pack your bags, we have to go. I don't want her to say, you know, what do you mean we got to go? I don't want her <laughs> complaining or anything, uh-huh. you know, because I'm going to tell her, look, shut your mouth. I'm leaving. I'm a dip with the kids. You know, I wanted to be very trusting in me to know that I have her back. I have our kids back because I know a compassion, very trusting, very loving. And also I would want her to be independent. You know, I know a lot of guys want their girls to be, um, you know, very clingy or up under them 100 percent. But I would want my girl to also be very independent or my wife to be very independent. And, you know, um have something of herself because I want her to have to depend on me for her to get back on her feet. I want her to already be on her feet mm-hmm. when we come together. So then if things were to go left, she'll be good. I'll be good. So, you know, and also, um, you know, um, very sexually compatible. Um, okay. And the final questions that I have for you both, how do you feel about making things work with your parent just because they are your parents? Like people might say, oh, just forgive them, make things work, just let it go. That's your mom or that's your dad. Like, how do you feel about that? I know that I had to start forgiving my mom because I'm all about energy. If I have that energy within me and one day when I have kids, I don't want to transfer that into my child for my future wife to do something and then they don't forget their mother. It all starts at the end of the day with you. So, yep. you know, I would I would have to forgive my mom in order for me to let go. And for me to start even, mm-hmm. no, I don't trust in relationships. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, make sure you don't share this with my girl. You feel me? Oh, my God. <laughs> if she listens to this, Skylar, she's going to beat you up. This is crazy. Oh, How about not- you, Sam? What do you think? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yes, I will forgive my mom um, just because... I do believe she's a great mom overall. She's always there um, if I truly needed her. Um, and also, I've been working on myself and trying to, any any type of um, symptoms of mommy issues, I've been trying to work on um, with my friends in a relationship, just overall as a human being. And 
I think that if I'm able to work on myself and kind of reverse everything back, then it shouldn't be a problem with forgiving. And at the end of the day, yes, I do believe that um, my mom is my mom. And um, I don't think I'll be the person I am without her. I'm always trying to do something, improve my skills and, you know, trying to accomplish anything else I have in mind. And I think it is because of my mom. So overall, I think I've taken whatever she's um, taught me as a positive thing. After everything that you have experienced, what's your advice to people who have mommy issues or just parental issues in general? To be honest with themselves, Mm -hmm. we don't really like to... And that's the thing, like, you know, we don't like being vulnerable, but, you know, a lot of us don't even like being vulnerable with ourselves. You know, we don't want to cry. We mm-hmm. don't want to actually have to face those thoughts because we're like, wow, like, yo, this is a real messed up situation, you know? Mm-hmm. You might be thinking mm-hmm. you're living in Disneyland, but it's not <laughs> Disneyland. You know, it's dysfunctional land, you know? So it, it's all about recognizing the... <laughs> it's all about, you know, recognizing those those flaws within yourself. So, yo, be honest with yourself 100%. How about you, Sin? Yes, I do agree with Skylar. I think that's the number one step of trying to um, fix everything. And also, I would say, work on being confident um, within yourself and knowing your worth. Um, I think that's helped me a lot, understanding um, who you are as a person. And just because they might view you as something different, um, that doesn't necessarily mean that's who you are. Uh, Another thing would be kind of being aware of what you are going through and what you have because that's one thing you need to know first of all you need to know what you're dealing with and why you are and who you are as a person so what helped me too was like reading articles and reading a lot of um type of research on on my type of personality and why I was who I was yeah so kind of like self-help books too of like trying to get a better understanding of what your situation is yes and then working on that I love that oh my god so how to have a healing conversation with your mom identify what you want role play and practice seek consent to engage in the conversation naming the hurtful actions and events share how they made you feel ask for what you want and be open to feedback thank you so much cynthia and skylar for joining me today and sharing your wisdom and thank you to all who have tuned in and i will see you on the next episode of chat with tea I lost my thought of train. My thought of your train of thought. Is okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I was typing an email. It's all good. Um, <laughs> I'm still stuck on. You're not living at Disneyland. You're living in dysfunctional know, that land. Me off guard. <laughs> that caught me. That caught me off guard. Oh my god. <laughs> also, I think that. <laughs>